Good morning. Hi, good morning, LinkedIn Live. It's us with Power Hour. We have the entire crew here with us today, and I am so excited. Matt is back with us. Erin's back from her Hawaiian vacations. Dan is here, and we have a special guest with us today. Donnie, he's going to talk all about his mastery of sales and his amazing selling career, and I cannot wait to hear more about that. But if you're just joining us, let us know where you're tuning in from this morning. We would love to see if you're returning and you're, you've been with us since the beginning. Welcome, welcome back to Power Hour. It's another awesome edition. We can't wait to see you and get this conversation started. And if you're new, let us know where you're tuning in from, too, and what questions you have. Feel free to put all of that in the comments. We would absolutely love to hear what you have to say. I'm Claire Davis from Traction Resume, and I help sales leaders get great jobs with resumes and interview prep. So I'm going to let the rest of my amazing co-hosts introduce themselves, and then we will get this party started. So Matt, welcome back. We are so excited to have you with us again. How are you doing? You. I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Claire. My name is Matt Zahn, and I show people how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling, and I do it through workshops and coaching. So go ahead, Aaron. Um, hey guys, yeah, welcome back, Matt. Happy to have the band Thanks. back together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I help small businesses grow impact <laughs> and revenue through conversational copywriting. Um, so I do that from their emails to sales pages, what have you. And I do that through one-on-one -on -one write with you sessions, as well as my membership in digital courses. Uh, Dan, take it away, dude. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Good morning. I'm Dan Mott. Uh, I'm a LinkedIn consultant. I help you build your business on LinkedIn uh, through boot camps and um, courses in the works as well. Um, but enough about us. We want to hear about Donnie. So Donnie is the uh, CEO of Success Champions. He's got an awesome podcast, magazine, um, Badass Business Summit coming up, uh, all focused on helping small businesses grow. Um, Donnie, you can tell tell us way better than I can. So so yeah, let's you hear your a story. Horrible job, Dan. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> no, Donnie's Donnie's an amazing guy. We got we we found each other on Clubhouse. We yeah. got connected on LinkedIn. Um, we, we hung out for a bit. He made some introdu introductions to, you know, we, we started to get to know each other and I was like, he's just a great guy. He knows his shit. We need to bring him on. So had to have him here today. So Donnie, take us, take it away. Awesome guys. Hey, seriously, um, I've had fun hanging out already. We've already been smoking and joking. So, but if you're sensitive around me, wear earmuffs because I'm just unfiltered and that's just how you get me at all times. So, uh, but Donnie Bovine, CEO of the success champion family of businesses. It's now six companies altogether, um, that we're running the last company we just launched um, is actually kind of funny. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Google, and Twitter all shut down our ads for the Badass Business Summit. Nice. They said the word badass is shocking content. So in a quick moment of pissed offness, I bought the domain eventswithanedge.com. And I had one of my team go out and find every event around the world that has badass, kick-ass, or any other profanity in it. We're going to invite them on the site for free. If they want higher exposure, they can pay to have higher exposure on the site. And then we'll take those funds and buy Google AdWords, Facebook AdWords, and the like just to give them a platform that they can advertise their stuff because nice. they can't advertise. So good lesson of business, it. guys. If you get pissed off, just start a business around it. So, <laughs> just, just start another business. <laughs> so, but the fun story, I'm a 20-year, uh, over 20 years now, straight commission sales guy, four years in the Marine Corps, got out, found sales, didn't look back, turned 40. Um, decided I was tired of making everybody else wealthy, um, sold millions upon millions of dollars over the years and uh, launched Success Champions. 
um, found podcasting along that journey. It's been a fun ride. And now here we are having fun, you know, with two podcast success champions and my favorite one, Growth Mode, which teaches people how to sell and grow and scale their business. So looking forward to hanging out with you guys, talk a little bit about sales and probably make funny as we go through it because that's just my style. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, Donnie, too, you um, on growth mode, you recently did a podcast um, that was how to ask for the sale. And I just thought it was, you know, like we, we've brought people on to talk about sales before. And we've talked about the sales process, um, you know, to, to help people, whether it's in their career, or it's in their business, um, you know, or you know, there's there's a lot of ways that it applies. And, you know, this is such a this is such a critical component of the sales process, you know, like trying to, to like physically asking for the sale, right? Like that is the one part of this entire process. And I was just like, this is such a great topic for us to talk about. So I just wanted to hear, you know, like uh, you, you you had someone on your show, you guys were talking about it, um, you know, like what, what were some of the main takeaways? Like what, you know, what do you need to know in order to ask for the sale and, and do it without being sleazy? For sure. So on every episode of Growth Mode is my director of operations, Kevin Snow. Um, he's the guy, the genius behind all my companies where I'm the pretty face out front. He handles all the operations and automations and everything behind the scenes. But, you know, I have a different philosophy about sales than what most people are used to hearing. I don't believe in closing. I believe 100% in closure, you know, for me. So sales is just a conversation, right? So it's a conversation with two people that happens to have an outcome. And you have to maintain that you're completely don't give a shit about what the outcome is. If it's a yes, cool. If it's a no, cool, right? There's plenty of business in the world to not fret over this one deal. So my our highlights of that show really come down to it's more about being willing to go in and have a truly authentic conversation mm -hmm. and to get to a close. The only closing statement you should ever have in your repertoire is what should we do next? Right. There's no moves, right? There's no, Hey, you better buy today because the price goes up on Monday or, yeah. you know, <laughs> Hey, you know, we're going to do this in first quarter or, you know, th there's no moves. Sales is not about moves or traps or gaming somebody. It's about going in and have a really hardcore conversation that's authentic and real. But for me, I need those people to prove that they're ready to work with me. And I think if every business would come from this mindset that that company, that individual, that they've got to show me that we're going to be a good fit together, I'm not going in there to qualify them. I'm going in there to good morning, whatever that ring was. <laughs> well, take, Finish job. That was the light bulb going on for us, yeah. Donnie. <laughs> Brilliant, Donnie. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm breaking the internet right now. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really about disqualifying the person you're sitting across from. And if you get yourself in the mindset that I've got to disqualify them, you'll have an amazing adult conversation that allows just some really cool things to happen. Awesome. I love that because I feel like a lot of times in sales, you know, it doesn't matter if you're working for a company or for yourself, when you get in that mode of I'm paycheck to paycheck or I'm sale to sale, you know, desperation crops up, right? And that's when people start doing all the things they shouldn't do in sales because they're desperate and they're feeling like, oh, I got to try something that I wouldn't normally do. So are you seeing that a lot? Is that where this is a good place to start for folks? Yeah, I think, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the sales gurus that are in the marketplace out there, um, if you look at their background and where they come from, they come from transactional sales. Mm -hmm. And, you know, transactional sales is, you know, let's get this deal done, then we'll never talk again, right? Um, 
And I think a lot of the knowledge and a lot of teaching that's in the marketplace just comes from that mindset. So people are hearing, you know, hard closing, they're hearing, you know, desperation acts. And so they're employing a lot of things, which forces them to do all the things that they're hoping not to do on a sales call. Because as soon as you get into desperation mindset, as soon as you get into, oh my God, I have to close this deal. You literally become the salesperson you're trying not to be. Right. You know, because nobody wants to be a salesperson. I mean, nobody wakes up every day or in three in, in third grade. My teacher's name was Miss Smiley. Miss Smiley, if she would have asked me, great it's a great name for a third If she would have asked me at third grade what I was going to be when I grew up, there was no chance in hell I was standing up and saying, oh, I'm going to be a sales guy. Right. <laughs> that just wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I, I think people get this bad funk in their head about what sales is, how they should approach the marketplace. And I think the harder they try not to be a salesperson, the more quickly they become a salesperson because mm -hmm. they're just trying to do all the moves and the tactics and the strategies. And I'm like, shut up and just go have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. I love how you put that because you, if it's just a conversation, then it's a two way street, right? It's like a back Absolutely. and forth between two people. But then as soon as it's not that, and you become more of like the convincer, you know, like trying to convince them um, to buy whatever it is, service product, whatever, then it's not a level playing field anymore. Right. Correct. So then the power is on the other person's side and you're trying to convince them to come on over with you. And then I feel you lost it at that point. So I love it how you put it together. It's like, it's just a conversation with an outcome. Yep. You know, there's a goal with it. <laughs> For sure. You know, it's like back when I sold commercial printing, there's two ways to sell commercial printing. You pound the hell out of the payment. You pound the hell out of the phones until you get somebody and then you browbeat them for an appointment. I just found it was a lot easier to call up companies who I knew were doing printing and be very honest up front. I'm like, look, I know you already got a vendor. I know you already got a guy. I just like a chance to come in, introduce ourselves, let us know that we're in the marketplace. And if the opportunity arise, you know, give us a call. I'll come back every 30, 60 days just to say hi, reintroduce myself. And I built a multi-million dollar book of business doing just that. It wasn't going in to try and steal business. It wasn't going in to try and, you know, get one over. I mean, especially if you're dealing with professional buyers, they've heard, heard every sales move and strategy under the sun. They just want to buy from people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you wrap your head around that people want to buy from people, life gets a little bit simpler because once again, you're going back to having real conversations. Yeah. yeah. And have you seen that increase since the pandemic, since um, we've all been in lockdown and have you seen like people just want connection, like real genuine connection, right? Well, and I'm sure a billion people have said this, but you know, when the zoom world happened, you know, you were having random bells go off in the middle of live interviews and you were having kids running in the background, you know. And so you went from everything is 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 locked and cocked and perfect and, you know, to this holy shit, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. And I think that has done a wonderful thing for the sales world because we've literally been able to let our hair down. And, oh, my God, I got on the Zoom with a guy with no makeup on. Holy shit, she is a human being, you know. And, you know, it's those type of things that happened that allowed us to have a lot more fun and better conversations. But the downside of it all is, is people get so up in their own damn head, worried about what that person <laughs> thinks about them, worried about rejection or everything else. That's where they forget that they should just be a human being. That's so true. That, and, um, 
you know, I see some people here who I know are doing brilliantly um, in sales too. Hey, Murad, it's great to see you. Rebecca and Steve, I know Steve is really great in sales and that heartfelt, you know, um, real natural conversation. Mm -hmm. Tegan's here, Nashika's here. Great to see all of you guys. So the next step though, Donnie, I mean, because, you know, a conversation is so important and that's really what connects us so genuinely to our customer or client or, or prospect or whomever. But there's got to be some kind of prompt to action, right? Would you agree? Because I feel like at the end of the day, even though we can have this great conversation and build this rapport and they love us, our clients still need us to tell them what to do next. So how yeah. do you sort of naturally lead them there? I, so, so for me, if you keep it in the context of a, of a conversation, one of my mm -hmm. favorite things to do when I sit across from somebody um, is to ask them, tell me your story. And it's an interesting move to start a sales conversation because most salespeople, when they go into a conversation, they're like, well, I'm XYZ company. Here's all my pamphlets and brochures. And they start browbeating them over the head. And if you do that, you instantly turn off the person you're talking to. So if you go in, you simply start off with tell me your story. And a lot of times people are like, oh, well, this is fun. And or they'll ask what story you want to hear. And I'm like, well, you've been here for a number of years. How'd you get into this position? How'd you get into this role? So for me, that's how I start off most of these conversations to get to a genuine level of conversation. And then I'm just going to be the curious, most curious person on the face of the earth and dive into the world. I think the greatest skill set of a salesperson is the ability to ask the right questions. It's not the ability to ask questions. It's the ability to ask the right questions. And people always ask me, they're like, what's the right questions? I said, I have no idea. I don't sell what you sell. You got to get in there and figure out what's the questions that makes them think. What's the questions that gets them to start internalizing what the conversation's about? You know, you know so for me, by the time I get so curious into the world, how things work, how processes are put in place, how's everything going, I'll just make an offer. Now, everybody needs to understand, I'm a one call close. Um, you know, I have to use the word close because <laughs> it's the only way people understand it, but yeah. it's not a close, it's a start of a relationship. So I'm a one call start, you know, to get people going because I suck at follow up. I suck at all that. And every time I feel like I follow up, I feel like a greaseball sales guy. Mm. So I tell them, I'm like, Hey, let's have a real conversation. If we get to the end of this, let's agree that we're either going to do something moving forward or we're not. And doing something, not moving forward with something, totally beautiful. I'm totally great with that. You know, and I'd rather get to closure than me have to chase you down like some greaseball sales guy. And, an, and a no or a yes can be just simple next step. Hey, Donnie, this is not something we're going to look to do. Cool. Totally fine. Is this something you're going to look at doing later in the year? Absolutely. Can we put something on the calendar? Right. It's, it's a real conversation. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think once you set the table, they'll sit down to eat. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And, you know, um, so we have a question from Laura here who's asking, you know, she says selling into the world of CIO and CISO is extremely difficult, you know, right. starting it's the conversation cold. And, and we all know that. And on LinkedIn, that's a common thing that people, especially in sales coaching, talk about is the cold email. Does it really work anymore? Not so much. And like you said, since the pandemic and Aaron mentioned, you know, what we really crave is that genuine connection. So her question is, you know, how do... Um, if that's all you have, a cold call or a cold email, how do you start the conversation? Or maybe you have some ideas on maybe how that's not all she has. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's first let's have some fun with the cold call because I think people do it wrong. I I still cold call just because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but but look, guys, to start off a cold call, two far hard and fast rules. One, know the first name of the person you need to talk to, um, <laughs> and second, have the ability to shut up. So so literally, if I do a cold call, it's gonna sound like this. Hey, Matt, this is Donnie. And they'll go, well, hi, Donnie. I'm like, I'm over with the my name, my company, Success Champions. My name, my company, ring a bell at all. Not sure that it does, Donnie. Well, then, Matt, I'm sorry. This is a cold call. I really hate <laughs> doing that. But I've got to grow my company. Can I take just yeah. a few seconds to tell you why I'm calling? And you can hang up if you want to. And they do just it. that, guys. They do that. I mean, sometimes they'll hang up on you, but but cold calling is meant to be fun. So a couple of hard rules for, for cold calling. Never cold call by yourself. I want you to go find your most smart ass colleague or friend to do cold calls with. And here's what you do. You do a you go, I go. When you screw up, I want your friend to bust your chops, give you the hardest times, tell you to totally bomb that because you get to turn around and they get to cold call next. And when they screw up, I want you to bust their chops and give them a hard time. When you do the right moves, you have the right conversations. I want high fives happen, right? It should be yeah. an event. It shouldn't be this thing. Most people are cold calling, sitting at their desk, all moused up going, oh, please don't answer. Please don't answer. Please don't answer, right? <laughs> so so partner up with somebody. Go, shit, go get a bottle of Captain Morgan. I don't care. Sit on your desk, do a couple shots, and dial and have fun. You know? I'm, I'm envisioning, has anybody seen The Office and when Michael starts his own sub paper company and they're just like throwing cheese puffs to each other every time they make a sale? <laughs> I, like, I haven't seen that, but now I want to. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, so, Donnie, uh, here, here's a question for you. Please. So it's along the lines of cold calling. In addition to what you said before, you said ask the right questions. So a few weeks ago, I was reading a book and the author said he does not do extensive research before a call. And the reason for it was because he built up in his mind preconceived notions of that individual. And then when he got on the phone, he thought he knew what he wanted to say. So he tried to say it and he bombed. And I feel like in sales, we're constantly taught research, 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 do study and go in depth on the person. What are your no, thoughts? Do you agree with that? I, no, I'm, I'm with the author. Don't do really? research. Um, uh, for, for me, I love genuine curiosity. Now, I love learning about people. Right. I'm a story guy. Um, I want to hear their story. I want to hear their background. So so I want real reactions. So when somebody says, you know, I kind of fell into this job, I'm like, really? You fell into this? I mean, this is a cool job. How does someone fall into a job like this? And they I mean, guys, remember, people love talking about themselves and they love telling their stories. So so if you are genuine and, and the, you can't fake this, guys, this is not about sitting across from somebody and doing some weird acting over the top mannerism bullshit because they'll see you a mile away. You've got to be genuinely interested in those people. And when they say something that is profound or maybe something you have heard about, dive into that a little bit. Okay, cool. Tell me more about that. That's really, really cool. I haven't understood that before. And it's the fastest way to get somebody to let their hair down and have a real conversation with you. So yeah, I don't do any research. I go in straight cold. So I have to be curious because if, if I, I'm going I appreciate you mentioning that because curiosity, as you know, is so important, but also being present 
yes. is so important. There's so many people where I'm talking to them and I know they're thinking about a million different things. They're not focused on the conversation. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if you can't even be focused in a two minute conversation, how can I rely on you to be focused on the service or product you're gonna, or you say you're gonna provide to me? Well, in, in addition to that, that's, that's brilliant, Matt. In addition to that, imagine sitting across from somebody and go, so I see you went to Richland High School. And they're like, wait, how, how do you know I went to Richland High School? Now you get turned, <laughs> it turns creepy and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, it's kind of similar. I kind of um, manage my podcast that way to where like light, obviously I know a little bit about them because maybe I invited them on the show or whatever, but I don't do a deep dive just for that reason. I want it to be a natural back and forth conversation, you know, and I, and I, I don't want to necessarily lead it in a certain direction, you know, like I might give them just for their comfort, some bullet points to follow, you know, they'll probably touch on these things or whatever, but, um, but I'm with you, like the deep research, I think it does more of a disservice, especially if you're really looking for a genuine connection, because then it's not genuine. If you know everything about them and their background, you know, because then you're, you're dominating and steering the conversation. Yes. Well, I think yes. too, like if you're reading someone's like LinkedIn profile, when was the last time they updated that? Same thing with a website, right? Like not everyone's great at telling that, right? Like, like I'm a writer, I write every single day. So like, I'm good at like at, at communicating through words, written words. Not everyone has that talent. So it's like, that might be up, that might be out of date. That might be written in the third person. Someone else wrote that for them, right? Like, so you might go in and not be right or something's out of date or that's not a priority for them. So I like, I always like to get the, the word like from the persons, right? Like they're gonna say, they're gonna tell their story in real time better than anything that's gonna be written about them that might be out of date or anything like that. So. And let's be honest about LinkedIn. Most people were guilted on the LinkedIn platform. Somebody mm -hmm. says, oh, you're in corporate America. You need a LinkedIn profile. They set that thing up one time and never have been back. Yep. You know, yeah. or they'll update it if they've got fired, lost a job and looking for something else. You know, yeah. um, it's gotten better, becoming more of a social platform, which is cool for a business you know, platform. Um, but, yeah, be careful about what you reference in their LinkedIn profiles, because it may be way outdated. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and people sure. have terrible memories, right? Just human nature. We don't have the best memories. So if someone posts something two years ago. They might not be fans of what they posted two years ago, or they may not even remember that they posted it. So hell, I mean, it's, it's worse when you're a sales training and you're in front of a room and you say something, and like somebody's like, "Oh, can you repeat that?" No, I have no idea what the hell I just said. Just that's real time. <laughs> um, Donnie, where do you find you get most of your valuable like leads? I guess you could say. Um, for us, it, it's all social through DMs, outreaches, and private messaging. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's you know, everybody in my company has to be a salesperson. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care what your role is, you sell. Um, and we just take the creepiness out of it, so it makes it easier on them, right? But um, for me, when it comes to reach outs and everything, just do what you wish somebody would do to you. How would somebody reach out to you to connect with you in your world? What would they have to say to you to go, huh, that's interesting. I talked to that person, you know, not all the other creepy shit that, that happens to all of us. And you ladies get it worse. Holy hell. You guys get some scary shit in your inboxes. Um, and I've got a friend, she sends them to me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Put that away. You don't need to see that. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, I mean, uh, DMs are still, I think, on every platform. 
Um, I, it's some fun insight, guys. Twitter has been the best place for me to get to CEOs of corporations. Um, you go in, if they're tweeting, you interact with their tweets, you go have some fun conversations, um, and then you send a DM over. Man, I'm really enjoying your tweets and stuff. Um, at some point, if you're open for it, would love an opportunity to sit down and tell you a little bit about our company. If no, totally cool. And they've come back quite often and you know i've had some real conversations and it's because i don't think people think about dming on twitter a whole lot mm -hmm. um but you know so there's not so much now there's going to be but um <laughs> there's not so much spam traffic on twitter as a platform as a whole so it's been interesting to play over there for mm -hmm. i can't stand the twitter feed because the only one i can't turn off the political crap Mm -hmm. um, all the other platforms you can get away from the political by not interacting, not engaging. Twitter's like front and center. Let's punch you in the face yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to be very careful. And for me, Twitter's a platform. I'm going to set five minutes. I'm going to go in, interact, put a few comments out, send a few DMs, and I'm out mm -hmm. because it, it's a dark place otherwise. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. I think you bring up a great point, too, of like interacting with people that are already engaged natively on the platform. I think, you know, like obviously from my perspective, I see it all the time, right? Like people use LinkedIn to go try and find their targets, but they're targeting people who are not there. Right. Right. So then they go in and they try and cold pitch them. And it's like, well, they're not even going to see that message. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think if you go in, you see people are actually active on the platform and like they have natively taken a first step. So you, you like capitalize on it, use that as a way to start a conversation. Like they've already started the conversation. You're just participating in. And that takes a lot of the from a, like a sales perspective, that takes a lot of the pressure off of your your plate because you're not the one trying to initiate the conversation and and sell to them. They've already started the conversation. You're just participating in it. And then you're having it now you're having a two way conversation and you can guide it towards the direction of identifying how can I actually help you? Like, where, where is there opportunity for us to, to help each other out work together? Absolutely. And guys, remember, anybody who's putting out content, we all have a little bit of an ego. Some of us have a really big ego. Um, but I wasn't, are you pointing at you or me? No, no, no. Where I kind of around the clock, but, um, <laughs> but dude, anytime somebody puts out content as a whole, it's like a kid in a candy store when somebody comments on there, right? They're like, yes, somebody interacted, engaged. It was, it was a good message, or they learned something, or right, and and so. You commenting on other people's stuff, and the other thing people are going to say is, "But what if they're never commenting?" I'm like, "Well, then go find the comment. Go find the platform that they are actively working on, because somebody's on. Yes. They're on some platform somewhere, right? Um, just go find them. But Ben, if they are putting out content, freaking go engage, because you're helping them get more exposure, but you're also starting a relationship. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, make sure that your content is um, simple to engage with. Because there's times when I'm like, all right, I'm on LinkedIn. I put aside this five or 10 minutes. I'm going to see what people are doing. I'm going to engage. I'm going to comment. I'm going to like like people's stuff. And I scroll through and I'm like, I have nothing to say. To yeah. <laughs> like, there. I'm like, well, that was boring. That yeah. was boring. Okay, that's a white paper. I don't give a shit about that. Right. You know? <laughs> Just write, this oh, is bad. Gosh. You can do better. 
never going to get the sale. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, uh, really enjoyed your post. Uh, can I sell you stuff now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, so Mark, oh, Mark, thank you, by the way, for mentioning being present, curious, and loaded with Captain Morgan is the recipe for success. So thank you first for make, putting that in the chat. Um, Just so make sure you work asked- for yourself and not someone else because you will get fired for that. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat, exactly. <laughs> so Mark's wondering what, for you, Donnie, what percent of cold calls, warm calls, um, or inbound leads do you rely on for your social media campaigning? Um, majority of it. Um, you know, we we don't really do a whole lot of email marketing anymore. Okay. Um, we, we don't... Um, I'll, you know what? I'm going to change it about 50% because I still get on a lot of podcasts, TV shows, you know, radios. So um, I don't necessarily consider that social media. Um, when you post afterwards, it, it is. Um, so so it's probably half and half between cold outreach and, um, you know, getting, you know, my face out there. You know, as the CEO of all the companies, I have one role and that's to be the face of the damn company. Mm-hmm. And constantly make my team pull their hair out as I come up with new hair braiding ideas and we go in different directions. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Dan, I think you put out the post yesterday about having all the different businesses and going and I yep. tagged my director of operations in this post. I'm like, Kevin, don't come look at this post. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he didn't respond to it. No, he just <laughs> liked it. He, he right on. <laughs> um, uh, um, but, you know, in, in this day and age, exposure is, is a massive thing. Um, mm-hmm. And you look at the words of somebody like Gary Vee, who always talks about, you know, you're trying to grab attention. You know, um, it's it's there's a lot of truth to that. And I think by getting yourself out there, whether it's on podcast, whether it's on, you know, lives like this or anything, it starts making you more human. So people mm-hmm. can actually feel more comfortable interacting and engaging because I'm a loud guy anywhere I go. Um, and so I'm not always the most approachable person. People in some instances get intimidated by how I carry myself. So by coming out and do this, um, they get to see me more as a human being mm-hmm. and they're more apt to then start doing uh, the reach outs. Um, but my company is built on the idea of we play offense. You know, we're not going to sit back and let them come to us. We're going to go get them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's like if you're ever speaking on stage, the people that come up and speak with you afterwards on stage up front, those are great. But you better get your ass in a crowd and go start shaking hands because there's some other people that would love to meet you, love to interact with you. But they're so intimidated by the whole process. Yeah. They can't figure out and find the courage. Come say hi. Go be their hero. Yeah. Right. And go meet them. Um and I think if your whole company set around the idea of playing offense, of you going and meeting and interacting with people, um, you're just going to find you have a lot more beautiful culture uh, inside your company than the cold, harsh, all the salespeople competing against each other and, and that type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, more of think- an inclusive culture. Sorry, yep. Claire, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Do you, oh, do you, do you feel like it, it almost takes going through that corporate culture, that um, real competitive um, dog eat dog, to to be able to step back and have that perspective of, oh, if I take it down a notch, if I humanize the interaction, and if I stop trying to follow the script, that's when things starts naturally clicking. Yeah, I, I think that's everything in life. Unfortunately, I think as as a society as a whole. 
we're we have to go through it to understand it. it's like i can tell you how to cold call all day long but until you pick up the phone and actually start making a dial and start making fun of yourself and having fun and laughing at yourself um you you don't understand why you should be laughing at yourself mm-hmm. you know and and it's it's everything in life i mean uh, when i first launched my company i had no idea how to be a business owner i was a sales guy right my idea of a CEO is the guy who sat in the clouds that nobody ever saw, right? And and nobody ever interacted with. I had no idea that I would need to be out there out front and have be the face of the company and that kind of stuff. So I had to learn all that. Um, and I think entrepreneurs, if you want to go that route, are the dumbest people on the face of the earth because we are just too dumb to throw in the towel. We wake <laughs> up every morning and go, let me get punched in the face again today because that's what we should do. And, oh, make sure we smile because we just got punched again. And then there, next there, day we're like, oh, shit. Like, there's definitely a psychotic tendency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, Oh, and hey, if I, I, got, I didn't get beat, enough, beat up enough yesterday, so let me start a new company today. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> You know, and I'm going to take all the things I learned and apply it to this business. And then none of that shit works for this business. Crap. <laughs> right. now we're starting completely over. <laughs> I love that phrase. It's hard to beat someone that keeps getting up. <laughs> you yes. know, it's like, oh. you just gotta like just keep yeah. getting up, keep getting, be sure you're still in the game. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, my favorite quote of all time comes from Rocky Balboa. And it's, you know, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can take a hit and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how winning is done. And I think, you know, people in this day and age, they're so wrapped up in how the world sees them. They're so concerned over how they're showing up. You know, look, I'm a guy who cusses too much, wears a ball cap and T-shirts. I have freaking medieval swords behind me, Harry Potter books. I got a fucking Harry Potter tattoo on my freaking forearm. (laughs) If a guy like me can just show up, have fun and build some businesses, you know, being myself, then then, you know, let your hair down. Let people meet you, because, you know, if you sell and you're not yourself, eventually that client's going to meet you because your 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 real person's going to show up at some place and you're going to lose a lot of clients because they're like wait i just lost trust factor because i can no longer trust this individual because they've been lying to me all the way through the process yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's important a lot of people think that the sale is the is the end of the transaction right mm-hmm. it's it's not it's the beginning like that's where now you're a client and now you have to work together and if you had to fake it to make it to close that deal now you just have to keep faking it to to put out that to to put on like that that show mm-hmm. but if you're just yourself throughout the whole sales process you're going to qualify out the people that you're not going to get along with the people that you're not going to want to work with and you're going to have better clients in the in the long run who are going to be easier to work with, who are going to be more grateful and thankful to work with you. That's just like a, a win all around. So it's like, it's don't, don't, don't put on the show that you think you need to get the, the business you deserve. Like just be yourself, go out there. And that's, that's truly winning right there. Yeah. This isn't high school kids. You know, yeah. we're not trying to win a freaking popularity contest, mm-hmm. you know, and what people don't understand is a person you're selling to is just as nervous as you are on that sales call. Right. They're worried about screwing up and making the wrong decision They're, You know, their job may be on the line if they make the wrong decision. Right. So so there's that nervous energy. Your job is to get that down to an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a really good point. And and selfishness is poison in sales. Right. And when we're constantly thinking about ourselves. How do we look? How how are they going to perceive what we're saying? We're really focused on us and not their needs. And Donnie, as you know, I mean, that's. 
that could kill your chances of actually helping them and providing that service or that product to them. Yeah, I mean, because it's a hundred percent spot on. I mean, during a real conversation, that person you're talking to should be doing most of the heavy lifting in the conversation. You know, and if your selfishness comes in, your ego gets in the way, your Grant Cardona style of selling is going to come in the way. And this over the top, gregarious man, let me tell you how we do it. We got to make this go. This is going to work. This is the deal you got to do. You want to do this. You want to do it. And you go, as soon as you start bringing all that to the table, you lose, especially in big business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a follower of Grant Cardone, don't do any of his shit in corporate America. You'll get your teeth kicked in, um, <laughs> you know, um, but it goes back to, you know, you have got to show up as you get back, invest curiously in, into people and have some real damn fun with it. Yeah. And I think that has translated over into social media as well. Right. Cause I think at first it will not at first, but one of the trends was mm. everything is picture perfect filters, beautiful yes. photos, that sort of a thing. And now it's like going the other way, you know, where it's like, no, you know, let's try, let's show transparency. Let's show behind the scenes. Let's show like, you know, we're real people um, as well. And I think that, um, and I think that corporate America could stand to learn from that as well, you know, cause everything, like I, have this thing I call copy-sation. It's copy as a conversation. Otherwise, it's like you're a robot, you know? And it's like, uh, you can't connect with a robot. There's no emotion there. And so um, for some reason, I feel like when people get on social media, a lot of times if they're representing their company, it switches, their personality is gone, you know? And I think that's one of the huge mistakes that people make because how are you going to have that trust factor? How is that path going to continue to a relationship and a sale, you know, if you're just like hiding behind this wall? Well, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I, in addition, to that, I think it's what frame of mind you're in when you're putting out content, mm -hmm. you know, if you're putting out content to make a sale, you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, if you, in your head, you're like, I'm going to write this greatest thing and I'm going to have 20 people sign up to do whatever you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. Right. This, and if you watch LinkedIn, the personal stories are the number one things that hit on the platform. Right. When you can tell your personal story as part of it and people are like, but that doesn't lead to sales. People don't reach out to me. No, this is about connecting and showing up as you asshole. Quit being an idiot and start putting out real genuine content and watch what happens. And people are like, well, I don't want people to know my private life and all that. I said, well, don't tell your freaking private lives. Tell the corporate stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. That people misconstrue this whole idea of showing up authentic and they think showing up authentic means I need to share what I had for breakfast. Well, trust me, nobody gives a shit what you had for breakfast. Right. <laughs> Right. Unless there's a business, pr business principle that can be tied into right? this group. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> except for uh, Yelp, Yelp reviewers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Um, you know, the showing up authentic means sharing those stories that you really want to connect with other people on. Right. And that's the power of this moment of time we're in is you can find your tribe by constantly showing up and putting out content. Um, I've got the most eclectic following from the pink mohawks to tattoos to the to the sweet, nice 80 something year old grandmas that follow my stuff. That's, that's it's just funny to me. And I think it all stems from you get me at all times and people see me and meet me in person. are like, you really are this way. A little bit more smart assy in person. But, you know, <laughs> because now I've got a lot more ammunition to work with. Um, but but you don't ever want to come across as a split personality. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I uh, I updated my my LinkedIn profile and I put at the very bottom of it like here's three fun facts about me. I put um, Harry Potter, D and D, and video games. And I swear to God, that stuff gets me more business, starts me more conversations than anything else I do. Well, like, here's a hack. You guys can go to LinkedIn right now and in the search bar type Harry Potter. Yep. And you're going to find a ton of people that geek yeah. out on Harry Potter that have it in their profile like Dan does. Yeah. And now your reach out gets really, really fun to Dan's point of, all right, dude, you got Harry Potter on your freaking profile. We're already friends and I don't even know you. <laughs> right? That better be your reach out. Yep. You know. And that is going to have a 99% connection rate. And I say 99 because there's a chance that that person doesn't log into to LinkedIn anymore. Right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do the hey i see you here you're you uh, you know have harry potter in your profile do you need health insurance do <laughs> 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 no, i think you're so right you know um it's funny i was working with one of my favorite clients this year and uh, i was trying to get uh, in touch with him for a couple months and then finally he called at the worst time i had just got a traffic ticket and so I was going down <laughs> 195 here in Spokane, Washington, too fast. And they just changed the speed limit, I promise. But anyway, so um, so I get home, my phone rings. I'm like, oh my gosh, here's this man I've been trying to you know work with forever. And, uh, and he says, hey, Claire, how are you doing? And I go, you know, can I be honest? And I launch into what just happened to me. And sure enough, if he didn't go, oh my God, listen to this time. I was yeah. dropping my kids off at school and I did a U-turn with my neighbor's kids in the car. So we just said, forget it. We're going to go get donuts. You know, I mean, but I'll <laughs> never forget that. And it, the sale was done. It, there wasn't even any selling involved. It was just I get you, you and I totally resonate on a personal level, let's do some business. And I think the first person who really broke it down for me actually was Matt. Matt, you were really the story, tell, you, you taught me how to really key into, um, or, or what's so important about reaching, crea- crafting stories on that human level with that emotional basis, because that's really what connects all of us. I mean, it could be an amazing story or not, but the point is that we connect with people on an emotional level. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and okay, well, that's it, guys. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was the best. It was the best. That was, um, you know, it. Um, it's funny because when you started sales and I started in, in medical sales and you, you learn the script mm-hmm. and you do the... Um, the productivity goals and you've got your CRM and you're logging your calls and you're saying all the things and you start from this very professional buttoned up place and then you realize the guys who are crushing it are the ones who aren't necessarily talking to those physicians only about the product and how it will impact them. They're the ones talking about how they both grew up um, loving ABBA and ACDC. Right. Where, or, where oh was gosh, that fishing was, trip, you know, yeah, last exactly. two weeks, you know, I mean, it, it's sales is about being a human being yeah, and making sure both sides of the table see it. You know, that's, that's, that's everything. I don't know who listens to ABBA, but, but thanks for putting it out there. Claire. <laughs> 
was fishing, but nobody, nobody uh, took the bait. So well, then, like, on the other side of the spectrum, you, then you have people who are, like, super buttoned up and everything. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you have people who are more on, you know, connection and relationships and that sort of a thing. But then they kind of make you feel like you have to have, like, a degree in psychology, right? Because then they're just like, well, you have to know exactly, like, the right way to talk to somebody and how to motivate them and all of that. And so then you're just, like, overwhelmed and you're like, well... I got to go back to school? Like, get like a dig. I don't know. Sometimes we fall into being forced to be vulnerable. And I, I shared something on LinkedIn not too long ago where I'm driving to an event. I had worked my guts out to get this event on the books, right? So this is an unbelievably important event. I know it's going to completely change the course of my business. And I'm in the car. And I'm taking my five-year-old to school and he's telling me, I don't feel well. I don't feel well. Now I'm thinking, of course, this kid does not want to go to school. So I continue to drive and he projectile vomits all <laughs> over me, all over my suit. And I knew that I couldn't get to this event on time. Now I am very, very big on showing up prior to the event Donnie, you had said shaking hands, getting to know people, right? So I know I'm not going to make the, the event. So I was so pissed and I was so frustrated. I remember pulling the car over and I'm just livid. And I'm like, you know, I can't do anything else but to call this person and explain what happened. So I call this individual. And I said, listen, you may not believe this. This is super important to me. I want to be there, but I'm drenched in vomit right now. <laughs> And that completely built a little bit of rapport and we started having this great business relationship and it was amazing. And it became one of the best things that ever happened. I Who knew right at the time, but our, our business relationship was strengthened. I still keep in touch with this person today and that happened years ago. And that's why vulnerability is so unbelievably important. And I feel like people throw that word around. Uh, it's a buzzword now, right? So what is vulnerability? A lot of times people think it's like extreme humility and it's being less than. And Brene Brown has done a ton of research on this. And she said she actually uh, did a lot of research with individuals in, in the military asking them, about vulnerability and she found that vulnerability actually goes hand in hand with courageous acts. So every individual in the military that's done heroic feats that has had courage to do so, that's actually tightly aligned with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so powerful because right? we're, we're just human after all. So sometimes we're forced to be a little bit more human, but it ends up doing wonders for us. Like with you, Claire, with the traffic ticket, right? Mm -hmm. You at that moment saying that and showing, hey, I'm human and building that connection. So vulnerability is extremely powerful. If you guys haven't ever listened to the Adam Grant Work Life podcast, he does an episode with Brene Brown. Um, one, go listen to that, the Work Life with Adam Grant. It's a phenomenal podcast. He, they, they do produce a fantastic show. But he does an episode with, with Brene Brown, and he talk, she talks a lot about the whole military research and everything. It's a damn good episode um, nice. to check go, go check out. But, you know... And at the end of the day, guys, when, when you're looking at sales is is let your hair down, you know, take a deep breath, realize the more human you are, the better you are. You know, if, if you're nervous, say you're nervous, 
If you don't like making cold calls, tell them it's a damn cold call. You know, when you put that stuff out there, they're going to come to your rescue most times because it makes you human. Same thing happened because I have a similar story. It's not mine, but a guy that I was, was going through some sales training with me, same type of big deal, multi-million dollar company he was going after was going to mean a lot of, you know, revenue for the company as a whole. On the way there, he stopped at Taco Bell, big ass burrito, and he goes to bite the thing. The whole bottom falls out of it. He covers the whole front of his shirt and he's got two choices. He's late to the appointment or he just shows up. So he cleaned himself up as best as he could, heads to the appointment. Um, and of course, the reception and everybody else is laughing at him. He's like, but I had two choices. But they had so much respect for him. They still showed up covered in bean <laughs> crap that they you know, had a great, funny conversation. And that company is still a client of his to this day. They've done millions of dollars together. And it's still a running joke. Every time somebody new comes into it, he goes, tell them how we first met. <laughs> you know, now he gets to tell the whole bean story all over again. You know, never going to live that one down. No, no. You show up with bean burrito down the front of you. You're yeah. going to be reminded of that every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would actually, I would actually, res I would, I would respond to people if they, if, cause all of the messages I get on LinkedIn that are sales ones, I mean, I, I, within 0 0.02 seconds, I know it's a sales uh, yeah. in message or whatever. Right. And I'm immediately turned off, you know, because it's like, they, it's just like, Hey, saw your LinkedIn profile. Do you need a video resource? You know, and it's just like, what? Like, you don't even know what I'm doing or how, or like, are you hiring software developers? <laughs> it's like, have you seen what I do? Okay. Um, and they so, wanted to reach out because we're both on LinkedIn. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I see we have some common connections. Yeah. <laughs> we're both humans, I figure. Right. Right. There was no, one that was like really vague, vague like that. He said, I saw we both went to school or something. I was like, uh, <laughs> what? Um, and uh, but I, I did actually post a few days ago that I was uh perturbed because somebody found my personal cell phone number. I still to this day I don't know how they got it, and called me. And they proceeded to call me like three times, you know, and they called me three times. They sent me, I think, a LinkedIn message. And then they emailed me at my work email address, you know, all within a span of like a day or two. And I, and, and their their immediate thing was to sell me on, I don't know, video platform or something like that. And it was all of it was cold. But had they handled it in a different way, I might have been like, I blocked them, essentially. Like they yeah. kept calling me and I'm like, block this number. Like I, you know, they just keep selling and they're, they're like browbeating me almost. Doesn't and that drive you nuts when there's that thing you're like, Oh, I might actually be interested in that. And then they come right. across like a grease ball. Yeah. yeah. Just out of principle. I, damn, I actually need your service, but I'm not. not <laughs> <Sorry. good. laughs> I'm going to make my life harder. Yeah. <laughs> this could completely transform my business because right. you're an asshole. I'm out. You know? <laughs> Well, and on the flip side too, how many times have you not known about like a solution or a product and then you meet the person who's behind it and you just love, like you're addicted to that person and you're like, I'll follow you to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're selling. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where I work with, um, you know, my clients, we always talk about who are you beyond the name tag, right? Mm -hmm. Because in medical sales anyway, there is a very slim chance that you're going to stay at one company at many, in many industries and in sales now, especially there's a very slim chance you're going to stay at one place for more than five years. So how do you come across as that likable natural person you are so that people will do business with you 
regardless of what actually you are selling. So that's mm -hmm. really the goal, right? Well, mm -hmm. There's only one thing you get to take with you at all times, and that's your personal brand. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not a personal branding guy, so I'm not teaching it, but I only have one thought on personal brand. It's really, really simple. Your personal brand is what everybody says you do when you're not around. Yeah. You know, and so if it's real, if you show up as you, if you are a person, then then people will follow, engage and want to be around you. And some of the biggest sales in my life and career happened when a person left one job and went to another job. Yeah. And because we had such an awesome relationship, they took me along for the ride. Yes. So this is why you guys can't do transactional sales. So everybody who's listening or watching right now, get out of your head that you have to close deals and get out of the transactions. Go build and start relationships mm -hmm. and, and go meet people. It just yes. makes life so much easier. Play the long game. Quit worrying about what's happening right now and go play the longer game. So my first job out of college, I worked for a multi-level marketing firm for six months. I Sorry was yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but you know, like it sucked while I was there, but like I learned, I learned a lot from it, right? So I literally was assigned a zip code, and my job was to walk down Main Street and just like close businesses in, in a com and ideally a conversation. Like if I was staying in the territory, maybe two conversations, right? And like I was just like, this is draining, this is exhausting, this is terrible. I hate this. Like I don't want to be in sales. And I took a, like my next job was an inside sales role. And I was just basically more of an order taker. So at least it was like, I wasn't, it wasn't aggressive. Like I was like, all right, this is a little bit easier, but I still like for, so for the first like several years of my sales career, I didn't get a chance to actually build relationships with people. So I moved away from it. I moved into marketing and then, it, and then like, and then I moved back into a sales role and it was com combination of both. And it like, it took me a long time to realize like, Hey, sales is actually fun when you're focused on like getting to know people, you're networking, you're building relationships. You're actually trying to help people as opposed to just get the, get the, like their signature on a piece of paper or something like that. So, um, yeah, when you, when you, when you take that, when you shift that, that mindset, right? Like when you you go in with that mentality of like, I'm just trying to meet, like, I, like the way I see LinkedIn is like, I'm trying to make friends. Like I, like I want to get to know people. Like there's a lot of cool people out out there and I just want to get to know them. Like you take that mindset and there's, there's going to be opportunity that comes out of it. So. And you know, you mentioned Dan, um, going from sales to marketing and I'll just throw this out here that sales and marketing are like, they should be intertwined. They should work closely together. I feel and there's so many organizations, right. They're like on polar opposite sides. And I'm like, you support each other, <laughs> you know, it's like, and a lot of times it's, it's actually sales versus marketing, which right. is the worst. Yes. Which is insane. That's really bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's like everybody sales and marketing. If you could just work together, you all have the same end goal, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, go the, ahead, Dan. the argument of, uh, oh, well, we don't like marketing because they pass us shit leads and then marketing complains because sales never follows up on the leads. So. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is well, simple. Go talk to them so you can figure out how to get better leads. Yeah. And then marketing, mm -hmm. go talk to sales so you can teach them how to close the deals better. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. what I, I used to do that. Um, in like when I was just in marketing too, I, I would literally just go, just go shadow a salesperson for a day. Go, go see what it's like to actually sit in their shoes. Like you, like you, you, you will be humbled very quickly. Like <laughs> very just go sit, sit, like literally just, and all you have to do is sit there and listen on the call. But like the stuff that they have to go through, the con the things that they have to know, the things that they have to say and the way that they have to navigate those conversations is, yeah. is, is a lot. So, and, and you can <laughs> learn so much from those conversations to be able to take back and then be a better marketer as a result of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, you guys, this every week this goes so fast. It's already we're at the top of the hour. Um, you know, Donnie, before we go, every week we ask our guests who, what's one thing because you know our audience. What's one thing our audience can do today to to start selling better in a less sleazy way? Right. So we've had an amazing conversation about this, and you know, our, the in the audience today we've got Steve, with dudes here, Mark's here, um, people who own their own business, people who are hot on the job search, trying to move their career forward. So. In all of those things, everyone's in sales in some in some way for themselves, for their company. If they're trying to get their kids to eat vegetables, we're all in sales of some kind. So what's one thing that you would encourage people to try today to move them forward in this kind of um, in this Really, aspect? really, really simple. Go find your champions, the people that already love you, that you're already working with. So make them your clients, you know, that are already your clients that love you. And then go have a real conversation about who they can introduce you to. The easiest way to never be a sleazeball salesperson is getting introduced to the right people. Um, then once you get introduced to that person, treat that, that referral as a straight cold call and start at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So the, the fastest, easiest way is to get introduced to people. So you break the ice a little bit. You have a mutual understanding of each other all the way. So you can really start off as a human conversation. Um, and then go treat that person like a straight cold call so you can stay curious and really get to know them. And you'll be amazed that going to your current clientele, they want to refer you. You just haven't asked them yet. Yeah, I like that. I like That's that. true. That's and great. Donnie, where can people find you? So the Badass Business Summit is 63 days away in Arlington, Ooh. Texas. It's a live in-person event, 17 speakers lined up to change how you scale and grow your business. So they can find me at badassbusinesssummit.com, Success Champions Networking. We have changed how the world networks um, and fixed everything that people hate about networking. Um, we have 42 chapters across the U.S. right now and continue to add more. So they can find that at successchampionnetworking.com. And ping me here on LinkedIn. Come hang out. Send me a message. Tell me you saw me on the show. It's the easiest way to get through all the BS. Um, and let's hang out. Let's become friends and let's get to know you. Awesome. Love Thank it. Thank you so much. Make, make you sure so make sure you go to the website though. Don't don't wait for Donnie's ads to show up because they won't. We <laughs> <laughs> had a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. He was holding on to that this entire day. <laughs> I, I took a note from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Dan, for letting us go out and laugh. Thanks, Donnie, for your time. Matt, it's so great to see you. And Aaron, you're brilliant. It's wonderful to have you guys here. And thanks to everybody who joined us this morning. You know, um, like we say, time is our greatest currency. So the fact that you spend it with us is really important and special. So thank you so much for your time. Guys, follow Donnie, follow everyone who's up here, and let's keep um, bringing back Awesome Power Hours every week. So we'll see you next week. And until then, have a great week. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Donnie. Bye. All right, guys.